Game music. What kind of crap is this? And the good spirits job is to keep away these bad spirits because when they come they bring sickness, bad luck and everything that goes with evil or bad spirits. Around 50,000 years ago, the indigenous people of the Australian continent arrived in the outback and they would live there and thrive on the Red Rock until 1770 when the first English explorer James Cook arrived and claimed the land for the British. Describing the land as terra nullis, or a lack of civilization, the colonizers would continue to run the aboriginal people out of their native lands and homes, or even hunted and killed. While these disturbing and brutal events continued to take place well into the 20th century, the almost 50,000-year-old traditions, culture, and music continued to flourish behind the scenes and out of the public eye. This is the music of the Torres Strait Islanders and indigenous Australian tribes. This is Aboriginal Roots. Aboriginal refers to any of the original inhabitants of the world. And in reference to the Australian continent, the Aboriginal descriptor often is contributed to the indigenous people of Australia in the Torres Strait Islands. The indigenous people of the Australian continent span over 400 tribes and hundreds of distinct languages. Like many of the original inhabitants of the world, like the Native Americans, the Mesoamerican civilizations, the ancient Chinese and Japanese and traditional African tribes, their music centers around the myths and legends and ancient history of the people. Aboriginal creation myths tell of legendary beings who wandered all over the Australian continent in the dream time, singing out the name of everything that crossed their path. Animals, plants, rocks, water holes, and so singing the world into existence. The song lines are paths which can be traced across the continent, linking sacred spirits that have returned to the land. Thus, they define the intangible relationship between the Aboriginal music, beliefs, and the land. Song lines play a large role in the breakdown of traditional Aboriginal music. People learn the song cycles as they were initiated into Dreamtime law and were bound to keep this secret and pass it along to future generations. The song lines are in fact the pathways of the ancestors. They carry the knowledge of those pathways of creation and this knowledge is transferred and shared in these songs. The songs became the basis of the ceremonies that are enacted even today 
in those specific places along the song lines. These ceremonies typically are for the respect, tradition, and stories about the myths of the ancestors and to initiate the next generation into the sacred laws. Now, there is not much known about the history or meaning behind the Aboriginals' stylistic instrumentation because of the laws implemented by the Australian government. The Torres Strait Regional Authority's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Cultural Protocol Guidelines strictly state that Indigenous people have the right to keep secret their sacred and ritual knowledge in accordance with their customary laws, and that secret and sacred material refers to the information that is restricted under customary law and so is unsuitable for publication. Therefore, no one person should seek out the knowledge and practices of the Indigenous people of Australia and the Torres Strait Islands that is not freely given by those who practice this tradition. The historical preservations behind the Aboriginal's music and its rather unknown origins make it one of the oldest yet mysterious subgenres in the subgenrepedia. But we will still attempt to take a shallow dip into the ancient and mythical instrumentation that is available for us to research and explore. The one instrument and sound that is synonymous with the Aboriginal style is, of course, the didgeridoo. The didgeridoo is constructed from nothing more than a eucalyptus trunk that has been hollowed out by termites and wax put on the ends for the musician to blow into and is played like a brass instrument. Now, this sounds simple, a hollow piece of wood you blow into, but there are actually two types of didgeridoos. Cylindrical, where the circumference of the didgeridoo is the same the entire length of the instrument, and conical, where the didgeridoo grows wider and flares out at the end. The indigenous names for the instrument include Yidaki, Mandapur, and Mago, depending on the region of Australia. And interestingly enough, the English name didgeridoo is actually an onomatopoeia. The most distinct part about playing the didgeridoo is that it requires a very specific type of breathing to get that distinct droning sound that we all know. Circular breathing is the key to playing the didgeridoo because it allows for the continuous drone to remain unbroken, forming a strong foundation for the complete sound. The technique used by didgeridoo players helps produce this continuous sound. This is done with the air that is stored in the cheeks, which will vibrate your lips. Meanwhile, taking deep breaths in through your nose to refill your lungs. Now, I have tried to get this technique down, but it is mostly a mental game and I have yet to succeed. So try out circular breathing for yourself and maybe you can be the next didgeridoo player. Another key instrument of the Aboriginal Australian subgenre is the clapsticks or the bilma. These are the main percussive instruments and are built in matching sets from the heartwood of a branch or trunk found in the outback. One of the most sacred instruments in the indigenous Aboriginal culture is the bull roar. The tribes have not shared the original or modern purposes of this instrument with the rest of the world, so there is a rather mystical element to them. 
Adding to this mystery, only Aboriginal men are allowed to play the bull roarer, and the instrument is commonly associated with many religious ceremonies of the tribes. Now, one of my favorite instruments in this subgenre is the gum leaf, which is, as it sounds, literally just the leaf from a eucalyptus tree. Technically, it is considered a single reed instrument like the sax or clarinet, and practitioners of a gum leaf can play very loud and accurate notes and full melodies on a single leaf. The sound of the gum leaf is reedy, abrasive, and piercing. Now, this simple instrument is literally something that comes from a plant found in the outback, and I think that's why it's one of my favorites. Those were some of the traditional instruments used in Aboriginal music. But even though the subgenre is almost 50,000 years old, many modern artists still use acoustic guitars and other modern instruments to take their own spin on the Aboriginal subgenre. There are even many EDM artists that remix traditional Aboriginal music to bring it to the modern generations and share with the world. Some modern Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists include Birds, spelled B-I-R-D-Z, Baker Boy, who is a personal favorite of mine, Thelma Plum, Emily Waramara, and Yothu Yindi. Taking inspiration from the thousands of years of cultural practices, rituals, the threat of destruction of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lifestyle and people during the colonization period, and the intertwining of modern influences help make Aboriginal roots music alive and well in the music industry. This has been Indigenous Australian and Torres Strait Islander Aboriginal Roots on the Subgenrepedia. I'm Alex Neal, and I hope you were able to enjoy one of the oldest subgenres on the planet that is still being played. Maybe you'll learn something new or found a new favorite genre. Either way, there is always more music to discover. I'll see you next time on the Subgenrepedia.